Welcome to Life Smithing. My name is Cynthia Burley. Today's topic is moderate your anger by moderating your love. You're ready to go to mass and your wife and children are making you late. You're sitting in the car and you find yourself fuming. This happens every single Sunday. You say you're leaving at 8 o'clock, you end up leaving at 8.30 because your wife and children don't know how to be on time. The more you think about it, the more you get angry. What will the other parishioners say when they see you walk into mass late? You bang your fist on the dashboard. You're tired of this. This is an example of anger. In fact, it's wrath. It's an example of sinful anger. Sinful anger is defined as the inordinate and uncontrolled feeling of hatred and wrath. Okay, maybe the husband didn't hate his family at that point, but he was certainly extremely angry, maybe too much. And that's what's inordinate. Now, what does anger have to do with love? Well, listen to this quote. Consider that as love is the strongest of all passions, and that which principally influences all the rest. So the regulating of love and mortifying its disorders ought to be at all times the great object of the Christian's attention. My love is my weight, says St. Augustine. Thither am I carried wheresoever I am carried. This quote came from a sermon by Bishop Chaloner called On the Mortification of the Passions. Surprisingly, or rather unsurprisingly, if you can learn to moderate your love, you can moderate your anger. talking about righteous anger here. I just want to point that out because whenever anger is discussed, for some reason, people jump in and say, righteous anger, we're supposed to have righteous anger. So I want to make it clear that that's not what I'm addressing here. I'm addressing inordinate anger, yelling at your spouse because they're late or banging your fist on the dashboard is not righteous anger. You can't rationalize it that way. You might say, well, it is righteous anger because we're supposed to love God. We're supposed to want to go and worship God. And so if my family is late, then I should be angry. And that's righteous anger. It's not righteous anger. And I'll show you why. So a lot of our anger is related to our love, our love of self and some other loves. A lot of our anger is linked to our love, our inordinate love. In the example that I cited before, there was certainly love of self. Why do you say love of self? Well, in his mind, he might have thought, I'm the head of the household. Why don't they listen to me? That would be love of self, pride. 
there might have been an inordinate love of punctuality. We are supposed to be on time. However, if you take it to that extreme, then it's inordinate and it needs to be moderated. There might also have been a love of respect in the eyes of others. He imagined himself walking into the church and parishioners looking at him, judging him. Most likely they weren't even judging him, but in his mind, that's what was happening. Bishop Shaloner continues, Thus we are to regulate our love, our desires, and our joy by turning them away from all disorderly affection to perishable creatures, to the living God, from running after vanity and lying fooleries to the pursuit of virtue and truth, and by keeping them always within their proper bounds, that they may not disturb the peace of the soul or distract its application to God. So we have to get into the habit of regulating our love for things. In fact, we are supposed to watch over all our passions. He continues, conclude to watch over all thy passions, that thou mayst keep them all in subjection, but principally to take care to restrain thy love and desires from all unlawful, dangerous, or vain objects, and from all excess or immoderation in being too strongly bent or too eagerly carried, even to lawful ones. So even when we love things that we should love, we can have an excess of love. We can have love that is disorderly and immoderate. All our love should be ordered toward God. When you love your spouse, you should love your spouse because of God. When you love your children, you should love your children because of God. You love your job, love your job because of God. Everything has to be steered toward the will of God. So when everything is steered toward the will of God, your passions are moderated. You won't overreact in that way. To use the example of the husband again, even though the desire to go to mass and to get there on time is a good desire, the fact that he experienced such anger is not because of God. It was actually because of him. So all our love has to be steered towards God. Now, when we learn how to moderate our love as well as our other passions, we can then also moderate our anger. Why is this? Because we don't go overboard on anything. We don't go overboard in love. So we're not going to go overboard on anger. So what we need to learn to do is to watch our passions. Watch how we react. Watch what makes us angry. Watch what makes us sad. Watch what we get really excited about that we really love. If you love gourmet food, and you will not eat anything that does not live up to your expectations, then you have an inordinate love for that food. In fact, it's gluttony, right? You have to have your house a certain way. Although we are supposed to have our house in an orderly way, if you develop an inordinate desire to have things a certain way, otherwise you don't like it, then it could be inordinate. I have an example of an inordinate love. When I was growing up, my mom, she used to buy the TV Guide. You know, I'm dating myself, but for you young ones, you may not know what a TV Guide is. But before the internet, there was a TV Guide that would list all the programs for the week, what channels, the description of the programs. It also had ads in it. It was like a booklet. And so you would buy it every week at the supermarket or you could subscribe to it. And so my mom used to buy the TV Guide and she worked really hard. She was a nurse at that time. And one of her pleasures would be to come home and watch some sitcom on TV. 
and she would look for the TV guide so she could know what's on the television. And for some reason, we would always lose the TV guide. We would, one of us would take it and then we would place it somewhere else and she wasn't able to find it. So one day she got really, really angry. She came home, she asked, where's the TV guide? None of us knew where it was. All of us denied moving it from where it normally is. So what happened? She actually gave us all a beating. <laughs> I'm laughing now, but I was very mad <laughs> then. But I'm using this example to show how you know, a, a love, you may have a love for just some leisure, just enjoying yourself, watching something. And this was innocent TV. This wasn't the kind of crap we have on TV now. Watching something that's, you know, pretty innocent. And then your love for that object becomes so strong that you're extremely angry that you can't find that object. So I'm sure later she probably thought about it and realized she overreacted. This is how not moderating your love can lead to this kind of situation. Here's another example. A wife wakes up tired from lack of sleep. The baby has been up all night. Her husband asks, are you going to make me a hot breakfast today? The wife ends up snapping at him, calling him inconsiderate and telling him he doesn't care. Now, was the wife wrong? No, he probably should have been more considerate. But why does she react that way? Probably she had all this built up anger in her that she never expressed, that she felt that he didn't help enough or maybe he didn't understand how tired she was. So she acted up reacting in an inordinate way, snapping at him, but just asking her whether she would make him some breakfast. So what kind of loves might have prompted that? Maybe a love of sleep, of leisure. And you're supposed to get sleep, of course, but maybe because she wanted so much to enjoy that sleep, which she was not getting. So then she, you know, she got a bit upset, right? How about a love of affirmation? Maybe she wanted him to tell her that she's doing a good job and to acknowledge how hard she's working. Now, these two loves, there's nothing wrong with them on their own because Yes, you should want to sleep. In fact, sleep is very important for your health. And yes, it's a good thing for your husband to affirm you and to be understanding. But once it gets to the point that you develop a wrath, it becomes inordinate. If we learn how to moderate our loves so that we're not overreacting, we also learn how to moderate our anger so we're not overreacting. So what could she have said? She could have said, come on, honey. You know I didn't sleep all night because of the baby. I'm really, really tired. I can't. And that would have been it. She would have told him exactly how she felt without snapping at him and developing wrath. How can you tell when your love is orderly? Your love is regular and orderly. I'm quoting from the sermon. Your love is regular and orderly when we love all things according to the great rule of the will of God. When we love our friends in God and our enemies for God's sake. That's when your love is orderly. Everything you're doing is for God's sake. Are you going to get angry at your spouse and your children for God's sake? Is that what it is? Again, remember when I talk about righteous anger, why are you really angry? Ask yourself, why are you angry? You'll find it probably has to do with your love of self or your love of respect of persons or your love of things being a certain way. It's not because of 
the will of God or for God's sake. So here's some ways to moderate your loves sports and you get all excited when you're watching sports, but don't get angry. If you get angry, then you notice that your love is inordinate because it's just a sport. Check your love of creatures. How attached are you to your friends? Here's some other loves to check. How attached are you to your parish? Do you think your parish is the best parish in the whole state? Do you brag about your parish all the time? Do you compare your parish to other parishes? If you do that, then you're developing an inordinate attachment and an inordinate love for your parish. How about your clothes? Must your clothes always be perfect? Do you like to be seen as high fashion? If that's the case, you may be developing an inordinate love for your appearance. Do you always brag about your husband to everybody? You may be developing an inordinate love for your husband. Yes, that can exist as long as if that love is not geared toward God. So when you develop these inordinate loves, now it's easier for you to develop inordinate anger because you're not learning how to moderate your passions. So if you really want to learn how to moderate your anger, you have to moderate all your passions, but especially your love of things. Think about the reasons that you get angry. You will find that most of them have to do with love of things, love of creatures, or love of self. So if you have an anger problem, sit down, pick out a piece of paper and consider what is happening when you get angry. Why is it? What makes you angry? Is it because you want to save face? Is it because you feel that people don't love you enough, don't respect you enough? You'll find that a lot of the origin of anger has to do with love. So learn to moderate your love and you will also moderate your anger. I hope this was helpful. Have a blessed day. Hi there, this is Cynthia Burley. Please subscribe to Life Submitting with Cynthia Burley on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google. If you listen to us on iTunes and you love this podcast, we would be so ecstatic if you would give us a five-star review. Giving us five-star reviews help us to reach more people. Thank you so much and God bless.